welcome back to another episode of Vino y la Verdad, hosted by Ladies of Wine and Wisdom 2 today. Hey. Mira, Ay, pero nosotras contamos por cinco. ¿Qué pasa? Tú con la pantalla y yo con los bembe. How are you? How was your day? It's summertime. Hay que ponerse las pantallas bonitas. Summer, summer, y, summertime. Y very, very, you know, statements. You have easy. to sit back and unwind. Estamos en el verano. Yes, yes, yes. Estamos en the veranation. Veranation. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So we're going to get straight to the spilling of the wine because yes. I'm a little sad and I hope it's not true yeah. because I am a big fan and I did watch the documentary and I was rooting for these girls. So I we want to talk about the Lizzo controversy. Um, there's a couple of her dancers saying that, you know, um, there's a lawsuit her against her. Yes, a lawsuit. For sexual harassment and for mistreatment. Um, yeah, and even body shaming, they said. They said right, body and body shaming. shaming. Um, yes. They said she's even, um, oh my God, why well, I can't think of the freaking word I right now. I have the article up here because yeah, I'm like, not going to remember. It's a lot of different accusations. There are a lot of different accusations. Racist, racist body shaming. Yeah. Um, almost like running a sweatshop kind of thing. Yeah, there was one girl that also stated that she threatened her. She was like, you know, yeah. with her hands in her face. I saw her today on, you know, on the That's news. Crazy. And she was like, you know, like, it basically like, you're so fucking lucky that I can't hit you type thing. Yeah. Um, And so the plaintiffs are Crystal it's... Williams, Ariana Davis, and Noah Rodriguez. And they performed with Lizzo at the festivals. And they're actually also in the documentary, which I loved. And I, right. I you know, and I mean, there's been allegations of her in the past. Um, yeah. You know, with uh, her mistreating people and, you know, they drop projects from her. But her Terrible. documentary is so um, inspiring and so, you know, motivating for people, yeah. uh, big girls, you know, her, watch yeah, out for yeah. the big girls. Which has always been her thing, right? Yeah. So I hope that they come to terms with what the real story yeah, um, is. Supposedly even Queen B, Beyonce, left like her name or her part out of a song when she performed because oh, wow. of the lawsuit. Yeah. So this is this is big. Yeah, it is big, you know. Yeah. But I'm hoping that, you know, the truth comes out. And if yes. it is the truth, then you know what, Lizzo, shame on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. because people look up to you and you you're you know, you're yeah. um you're a mentor and you're a voice for us curvy girls and if you're body shaming people then you know maybe you should find a quote to live by if yeah. you're doing you know corny segue but it's the yeah. truth yeah. but we'll be right back with our pero porque why segment with dr patricia delgado and patricia conde brooks founders of the puente el puente institute we'll be right back Hey guys, welcome back to our Pero Porque Why segment. So today, I'm excited. We have two amazing Latinas, the, the founders of El Puente Institute. And coincidentally, they're both named Patricia. So I know I'm going to mess this up throughout the whole interview. <laughs> Dr. Patricia Delgado and Dr. Patricia Conde Brooks. Join us. Welcome. So welcome. We are so excited to have you ladies on the show thank today. You. So thank you. Thank you for reaching out on Podmatch. 
and you know inquiring about our podcast um i think what you guys are doing is phenomenal uh so i'm gonna start by you guys giving us a little bit of a background on how you met and what inspired you guys to start this institute for latino communities and latino workers yeah so thank you again both of you for having us and to all your comadres that are part of the of this show my name is dr patty delgado and so i go by patty and my comadre is patricia so the, hopefully that's how we can that's how we differentiate each other <laughs> um but i am one of we're three co-founders of el puente institute unfortunately our third amazing latina was unable to join us but her name is dr alejandra milky and she is, resides in Austin, Texas. And so she, and Patricia and I have created this institute. I am originally from El Paso, Texas. So I am Chicana, border town, Tejana, and I'm very proud of our beautiful sun city of El Paso, Texas. And, um, and I am just excited to be here. Um, I am a doctor <laughs> of psychology. My doctor's in psychology, business psychology. And so, you know, I like to bring a lot of that type of work into the things that we do in the Institute. And so very excited. I'm gonna pass it over to my comadre, Patricia, so she can introduce herself. And then I'll kind of give a little bit of how we, how the Institute came to be and the vision of it. Yeah, okay. buenas, buenas, uh, Patricia Conderbrooks. Patricia, go by Patricia. Uh, I'm originally from Bogota, Colombia. Um, immigrated to the United States when I was starting high school. I live in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So uh, not a lot of Latino representation in the Twin Cities. Um, and just got um, really lucky a few years ago to meet up with uh, Patty. We both have the same interests around researching and um, my doctorate degrees in organizational development and change management. So I, uh, but what I did my dissertation and my research was specifically on Latina and Latina leadership, really looking at oh. what makes us Latinas when we show up in places and spaces, what Latinidad we bring with us and how do we enact around the Latinidad. And um, yeah, so that's how we got started with the Institute and uh, continue to do some of the work and uh, have an opportunity to meet amazing uh, amigas como ustedes, friends like you. Thank you. Yeah. And awesome. so we're super excited to, to be here. Um, and a little bit that, you know, we're academics, but I always say like we're cool academics, like we're down to earth academics, <laughs> like you can keep mad and we can do all that stuff. And so sometimes when, you know, all three of us are like, we're doctoras, somos doctoras, they're like, oh, God, they're doctoras. you know, and it's like, no, 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 but we're like, we're fun doctoras, like, we can do all sorts of stuff. So I love the vibe of your, of your show, because it fits in with us. We just sometimes can, and, you know, end up just uncovering so many things. But ultimately, the Institute was a vision of mine that I had. And as I met Patricia, and I met Dr. Alejandra, I just felt a very deep connection with them automatically and knew that their values and their ganas and their chingona has, you know, that that stuff just really connected with me. And I started conversing with them and said, hey, I think we need to do something like really bring um, all of this academic research that we've done together out into the workplace and create this translation between, like Patricia said, our Latinidad and leadership and just what really makes us Latinos and also study what are the barriers that are holding us back right now in the workplace yeah. that are really not, um, you know, there, we have so much potential and I'll be preaching to the choir of how amazing Latinos are, um, but there are barriers and we're seeing it in the research that hold us back from really 
coming out with our superpowers of, of our cultural values. So I asked them, you want to join me on this journey? I think kind of friends is like your story. You asked your co-authors, you want to do this? And they're like, yes. And so <laughs> um, here we are. It's been almost a year and we are doing research, training, um, do, shifting mindsets and really creating this superpower in Latino professionals and leaders currently in the workplace. So um, very exciting and excited to continue talking about it. Amazing. Well, cheers to you guys. Yes, you. cheers to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We forgot our wine. <laughs> I have several bottles here I could start opening. It's so. wine and wisdom. What did you ladies think you needed? No. Yes. Yeah. So Patricia, I liked what you said on how you dedicated yourself to study the Latinidad mm -hmm. um, of, you know, the Latin culture. What does that specifically mean to you? And what do you think? What have you, through your research, realized what it means to other people? So um, I, I've i always known that, you know, um, when you come as an immigrant, and I'm speaking for myself now, you go through like a assimilation state, right? You try to fit in. And mm -hmm. so I went through alliterations of being Patty, Trisha, Trish. I'll just use my name as an example, right? And, uh, you know, trying to fit in. And then there was always something that um, I was always thinking, I'm not really media kinida, yeah. I don't fit here or fit there. Because when I went back to Colombia, my family sometimes would say, ah, la gringa ahora. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're always straddling this fence of do I belong here, do I belong there? And knew that a lot of the behaviors that I had when I led uh, work with people or uh, interact with people were grounded in, in values. So when you're doing a doctorate degree, you got to pick a, a subject you got to study. And you know you're going to spend at least two to three years really mm -hmm. researching this. So it's got to mm -hmm. be something, at least I thought it had to be something that was meaningful to me and something that would get me interested because I was going to spend three years of my life doing this. And I, one of the things I thought about is like, I realized that Latinas leaders showed up when allowed, showed up, showed up differently or used certain characteristics. And I was like, I'm really going to figure out what that is. So I started reading and researching, which was the first part of your, uh, when you're doing this uh, research work and realized that a lot of the ways that we behave, a lot of the things that we do is what we call cultural scripts or, or the values that we have that we pass on from one generation to the other, to the other. And we can go into that. And I realized that that Latinidad was what was not, it's not the fact that I speak Spanish and I do. I, I was lucky enough to be able to keep my Spanish language because not all Latinos get to do that. That's really a privilege. Mm -hmm. It's not my country of origin because many Latinos are born here. Many are born in 27 Latino countries. It's uh, it's not my, my race or my ethnicity because we have Afro-Latinos and we have white Latinos, indigenous Latinos. But what makes us Latinos is the shared values that we have. And so then I was able to, I interviewed a whole bunch of Latinas and did a lot of interviews. And I was able to kind of hone in in about six or seven of them that really, really um, ties us together as a community. So mm -hmm. uh, familismo, family means everything to us, right? That's probably the most salient one that we all think about. Everybody thinks about Latinas, oh, la familia, good or bad. We can have a whole other show with a bunch of drinks. It's <laughs> like a doca. I, I, need another, I need another drink because before we got on, you ladies got on, that was the exact conversation her and I were having about the familia. 
responsibility mm-hmm. that comes with it. And, you know, I was on the phone with my sister. And I said, I got to go because we were doing like, that, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's that the whole thing. And then we talked about personalismo, which is actually what we did before we got on the show is where I want to know something about you. So, you know, something about me. So now we have confianza. So right. we tend to create this really intertwined weave mm-hmm. relationships with people. Patty, you want to talk about a couple of the other ones that we kind of, um, yeah. kind of researched and discovered? Yes. And so then, um, and this was, this is why I was so, can you see why I adore this woman? Like, I mean, her knowledge of this stuff, it just emulates like mm-hmm. perfection. Um, also another one of the scripts that hopefully we can dig into is the female male gender script of machismo and Marianismo, right? And so mm-hmm. how us as Latinas, especially, we kind of run from this very um, Mariana, Virgin Mary-ish way of behaving. So we're very service oriented and it's about serving others before ourselves. And um, and others like Simpatia, where we're all, it's all about the platica and it's about um, even the cheese man. <laughs> that kind of all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And, uh, right? It just it, And so these are very natural for us. Um, sometimes we do it even unconsciously that we're not realizing like, wow, okay. And a lot of it, as Patricia mentioned, they're, they're, they're brought from ancestral dichos yes. or narratives that we hear. So the big one we always say is calladita mas bonita. Like my mother yeah. told me that and I'm like, but do I really look mas bonita when I'm quiet? Like, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. No, mija, mira, vas a ver. You're going to see that when you, you got to just be quiet. And I, so I, in, in that particular dicho, which I, sometimes we hold these as like gold. I don't even know. The other yeah. day I, I heard one about, um, no, algo de si la boca abre, te entra una mosca. There's, I mean, there's a million yeah, yeah. right? I tried yeah, to translate I, I that. I'm trying to remember that one. I know that one. You're not. Um, boca, um, I think it's boca cerrada no entra las mocas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Try to translate that in English. Forget it. Los gringos me están viendo like. What do you say? Es eso? You... <laughs> a closed mouth does not let flies in. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, how do we hold these dichos as like actual decision-making tools for us. We and, do. We yeah, do we it do. all it's the great. time. We do. Tell the pollito we one, do. Patricia. We heard another yeah, one about so the we had a, We did a training this week with a group of, uh, of Latinos and Latinas, and we were talking about familismo. And then we, uh, we asked, one of the participants said, oh, you know, familismo, sure. La mamá de todos los pollitos. <laughs> and then she goes, as Latina, that's what I go to. As a, as a, when I go to work, and she's a leader, a supervisor in her field, right. and she goes, so la mamá de todos los pollitos, and then yeah. we do that, like we're we're being told you yeah. gotta go. Everybody take care of everybody, and we we don't realize it, but the data and that's the research and the literature, we bring that with us wherever we yes. go to work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that, we bring that, that with us everywhere we go. Yes. yes. Everything we do. Yes. Um, it's almost like in a, a natural, just it just happens. Yeah. yeah. Like you said earlier, Patty, we don't even realize what we're doing. No. Very it just happens. No. no. Yeah. It becomes second nature. We want to name it, claim it, and tame it. I love that. Say that again. Look, I bought my pen and name it. it. You got to name it. Name it. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. And tame it. And tame it. Because you want to be able to identify it, right? You want to say, oh, the reason I show up to work and take care of everybody at work is because I'm using familismo. Now you got a name for it. So you name it. You can yeah. claim it and say, that makes me a really good leader. That makes me like, you know, I'm the one 
that creates really good teams who want to go work for me. That's on the good side, because family, all of this have a shadow side. That's uh, right. Yeah, we talk about yeah. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and then you can uh, you can uh, tame it, say how much families whether they want to show up and work with or how much want to pull back. But it's, yeah. so we do a lot of work around that self-awareness and really educating and and um, and just having just the the idea of of like how do we navigate them and how do we show how do we how do we activate them and deactivate them when we need to yeah it's yeah. funny that you 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 have all those you know sayings that because our the topic of our episode today is what's what's your quote of the day right and i oh. always i always <laughs> have gone by like um you know <laughs> It's so silly, but my mother used to always say, you know, este, barriga llena corazón contento, right? Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> now I'm chunky and it's not a good thing. <laughs> right? Now but it's a controversy. Because, you know, el corazón está contento, you know, la barriga estaba tan llena que el corazón está demasiado muy contento. Right? <laughs> and then the other one she used to always say was that, you know, una boca cerrada no llena una barriga vacía. So, ¿qué tú quieres? O la barriga llena, la quieres vacía. Right, exactly. Yes, and they're right. very sometimes contradictory. They're contradictory. So right. everything that we're told to is contradictory. Yeah. yeah you know, so if I had too much of a voice, right? Because she's pretty much telling me, like, if you keep your mouth closed, you're never going to succeed in anything because you have you have to use your voice. But then if you use your voice, then that's a bad thing, too. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't you can't be too vocal with your with your partner. You can't be too vocal at work or, you know, you st- like like Patty said earlier, you know, Te ves más linda calladita, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when our conversation on the drive home, my mother was like, Esa boca te va, te va a poner a ti en problema. And I was like, bueno, es yes, I hear that all the time. <laughs> and what we try to do is positions people thinking in appreciating those dichos but right. not making it what it what they do and making it the part of their decision making process so right. asking themselves is this really serving me in this situation as a leader or as a mother or as a wife yeah. um is it serving me in the current system that we're in that's not made for us but in the current system and and places that we show up at and the answer is no and the next question is can I change it so we always tell our our leaders you can change this narrative and rewrite it like hashtag rewrite the narrative um Mm -hmm. to do something new right and still give respect to the the dicho but then give respect to yourself and do something new. And that's the kind of thinking that we try to, that we, I know we do in, as we continue coaching leaders and professionals and Latinas and so forth, is there's a different way and it's a more, it, and it's superpower and you're not going against the familia and don't use guilt. Like it's okay <laughs> to do mm-hmm. this differently. We need to, it's not serving us anymore. Yeah, Think about it. It's like, so let's say you go, I'm going to go buy a car. And you think, oh, maybe I want to buy a red car. I guarantee you, if you started driving somewhere, you're going to see every red car everywhere. And you're yes. going to compare, is it a Toyota, is it a Honda, whatever, red car. It's sort of the same thing with this, this awareness around our culture. We call them drivers because it's a cultural driver. How much do you want to lean into it or how do you want to call it back? That was the name that we coined for the Puente. Once you become aware of it, um, people are like, yeah, carajo, I knew I was doing too much Marianismo work when I decided I was the one that was going to make coffee for everybody and I was going to take care of everybody and stay afterwards and clean up the room, right? And part of it's our condition. We were told niñas buenas, limpia, calladita, which is good. You want to be a niña buena, maybe you don't, but whatever. 
you know, but you but you wanna, but you also wanna be able to empower and speak for yourself, and be able yeah. to say, you know what, you know, let the guys. And I'm a mother of three sons, so I've raised them a little bit of machismo. Three, I'll admit that. Oh, let's not even get started on Latino moms, okay? But um, <laughs> but you wanna be able to say, okay. No, you know what? I'm letting other people in my board or my team take credit for the work that I've done. And then you're like, no mas. And you have a choice to kind of start changing it. So that's kind of where we were trying to really work with developing that self-awareness and then giving people tools. And uh, Alejandra that's not here with us, she really is a phenomenal uh, coach for Latinas. Coach. And she does a really good job of taking all of the scripts and aligning them to, to work duties. And like, well, how do you use... Marianismo to influence people because influencing is a really good leadership skill that you have. And she'll give you like a whole sample of that. And so we're kind of like this cultural driver's geek, I guess is what you call us, huh, Patty? <laughs> cultural driver geeks. I would say cultural driver chingonas. That might be better. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just great work. And um, we always talk about our raices, right? Like if we really go deep into what is Latinidad, it's about our roots. Mm -hmm. And these are the roots that hold us down and, you know, then from mm -hmm. the foundation when it's shaky. So why aren't we talking about our races more? Why do we keep talking about, oh, what food do you like? Oh, what, you know, music do you like? No, who are you? What does your identity look like for you? Because for every Latino is different. We talk about factors such as generation, where you immigrant parents where in the u.s were you raised because a border town latina like myself is different from a new york latina like your you like your group um and you know a, a colombian immigrant like but so we tell them there's a lot of different factors so it's really important to look at your own picture your own identity and all the beautiful layers of it and start unpacking that and we have to have more conversations like that which is why thank you for having us being here that's amazing. Uh, thank you, guys. I mean, this so far, I'm loving everything. But I got to say, it's so true what you just said, Patty. Like, um, I am a I'm Dominicana, and I am mm -hmm. a very proud Dominicana. I yeah. never lived in the Dominican Republic. But it's like Patricia said earlier, ni de allá, ni de aquí. Aquí mm -hmm. soy la Dominicana, y allá soy la Americana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I never lived there, right? But like even my sister will make fun of me sometimes. And she's like, you're such a freaking hibara. And I'm like, why? Why? Because I have cultural stuff all around my house from the Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. including my living room. I don't know if you can see the picture. Oh, oh beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, the beautiful. beach yes. in the Dominican Republic. You know, so it's like, I have the beach in the Dominican Republic right in my living room. You know, in my kitchen, in my dining room, as soon as you walk in my apartment, you know, yeah. when my boys were little, I made sure that I played Spanish music and I found Spanish speaking babysitters. And, you know, we have a guira and we have a tambora and we have, you know, all the Spanish <laughs> instruments because I wanted them to know their roots. You know, yeah. me being Dominican and their father being from Puerto Rico, I was like, you guys are American, but you need to know your roots. Yeah, what, came in class. Saw your face, what makes you alive? What makes you so handsome? It's all ah, in you, you know? So I am a very proud Latina. Like, I am yeah. always, a, I always joke as well, because at work, I'm the only Latina and with dark hair. Todo el mundo es rubio. 
And I'm like, mm. yep, I'm never turning blonde because I am showing them who I am. Especially <laughs> when I walk in with my hair curly and they're like, oh, what did you do to your hair? Nothing, I washed it. <laughs> you know, but it's just, I am very proud of yeah. my roots, of where I come from and my language. Like, yeah. you know, you ladies were saying, es tan importante mantener las raíces viva. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I've inscribed that into my voice. Yep. Yeah. I can relate to you, um, Patricia, because you said that, you know, you were you were considered a gringa, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was all been my issue all my life yeah. because I'm Blanquita mm -hmm. and I have a very white name, Francis La Talati. Right. And so when I moved to Puerto Rico, my mother moved us over there and I lived there for a year. I was fighting every day. I went to a convent school and I was fighting mm. every day because I was the Americuchin, right? That's what they used to call. Oh wow! And so, even though I spoke Spanish, they were like, "Well, how you as a green guy you speak Spanish?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm Puerto Rican. No, your last name is Lata, blah, 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 right?" So <laughs> then, when I when now I come into high school and I went to a predominant, I went to all female, predominantly Hispanic and black okay. high school, and even though I was Puerto Rican, I was still the white girl. Yes. Mm. Right. And so it was, it was like trying to find my way to fit in. And then they took over and that was the end of the rest of my life. Cause they literally <laughs> took me to the bathroom. They cut my skirt, they put on hoop earrings and they were like, you're Puerto Rican. And that's what they did. <laughs> literally. And she and loved so, it. That's why we're still friends so many years right? later. <laughs> yeah. Literally they didn't do that. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, um, I'm always thankful to my mom that, that she made it her point to teach us how to speak our native language. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the, I don't know if it's a mistake or lack of understanding on what it is to fully pass down your roots, you know, because I think for me, it goes beyond the food and the music and the right. language. Of it's course. really ancestral. Right. Yes. yes. It's mm -hmm. ancestral and finding your roots and where you come from and, you know, your and great your history. grandparents and your great, yeah, all of your history. Yeah. And um, recently we had a guest on the show that forced me to look more into my ancestry um, for two reasons. One, when um, we had the guest on, on the show, Lyric Cruz, he's an amazing international choreographer. He was telling us on how he found his journey to finding his roots. And he was asked by a teacher if he knows what the Puerto Rican flag stands for. And he was like, yeah, you know, Puerto Rico and pride and patria. And he was like, well, what is the American um flag stands for like the the star and the stripes and he was able to tell him you know it's the 50 states and the you know the stripes of the 13 colonies he's like okay so what does the puerto rican flag stand for and he couldn't do it mm. so he's like then i don't really know my culture mm. i don't really know what my flag stand for stands for you know, mm -hmm. and that was eye opening for me. I mean, I knew what the flag meant because I studied in Puerto Rico. But if I wouldn't have studied that year in Puerto Rico, I wouldn't know what the flag meant. No, you know. Right. And so the other um, experience I had was when I was flying back from Puerto Rico recently, uh, an airline stewardess came up to me and he's like, he went up to my mom first and he goes to my mom, are you Latilati? And my mother's like, yeah. And mm -hmm. he's like, are you um related to so-and-so? My mom like was like afraid to answer. She's like, my daughter's back there, like 
go talk to her. So he, he didn't even know who I was. And he's passing by and then he stops and he backs up and he's like, is your last name not Salati? And I'm like, true New York fast. And I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> you know? And then he's like, is your mom up there? And I'm like, why? What does she do? And he's like, no, 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 nothing. And I'm like, and he's like, I think we're related. What? And I was like, what? And he was like, my last name is not Salati too. And I was like, who's your dad? And he's like, no, no, no. My dad was, was the mayor of, you know, uh, Patillas, which is our hometown. And then we started talking. Turns out his grandfather is my, wait, my grandfather is his uncle. Oh. So we're first cousins. Wow. And I had never so met him before in my life. And then mm -hmm. my cousin, who I grew up with and everything, well, I'm sorry, we're second cousins. My cousins, who I grew up with and everything, that's their first cousin because their father is his uncle as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, that's, it's just so crazy. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I need to dig into my roots. So yeah. the fact that you guys are, are teaching, you know, a broader spectrum of that, as far as, you know, finding out also the terminology, which we call cultural, cult, generational trauma. Mm. Right? <laughs> that so is like, there. Yeah. It's really generational trauma, yeah. you know, um, and how to su succumb that, how, over how to overcome that, mm -hmm. you know, and not... Mm -hmm transfer or carry those traumas into our own life experiences so yeah and that's why that's, we drink wine on the show right <laughs> you need to process it all and, yeah. in your mind no and vegan and you know we just had a conversation this morning about the whole let's talk about what happened in the 1500s and let's talk about how colonization mm -hmm. came through and let's talk about how is it that the spaniards came and imposed religion i mean all of that if people yeah. stop to think you know, it's all still part of who we are today. How mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know, biologically DNA, yeah. who knows? But I, I'll blame it on the dichos. But it just seems to, even today, uh, continue to roll. What we have seen in the research, this is very interesting, is the younger Latinos, Gen Z, millennials, majority, you know, born here in the US, they're challenging the scripts. And they're like, wait, no, no, this is not for me. Like the new Latina instead of being Marianismo, hers embrismo. So she's the strong Latina, the Latina mm -hmm. that's not going to take any, you know, who's from whoever. Um, and this is how they just naturally appear versus yeah. I'm envious of them. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're seeing that now from a generation and even in our research, there's a difference. And yeah. I did my dissertation on Hispanic millennials and I always say I'm putting my money on this young generation to help bridge the gap yeah. between yeah. where we were and where we need to be so that we can have the rightful voice here in the U.S. and be the largest minority group, rightfully so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I put my money on the young on the young generation. Yeah. Well, sure. Cheers to the millennials. Yeah. Cheers yeah. to the millennials yeah. and Gen Z. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yes. Cheers to them. They definitely have more of a voice than when we did growing up. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yo soy la más vieja. Don't call me vieja. Call me la doña. No. Yeah. <laughs> I told my sister, I'm going to get on with this. Supposed to be, I guess your little tag is having 40 in your 40s. And I go, ay, Dios mío, that was a long time ago for me. So I told my sister, I'm going to tell her, I'm la doña, no la vieja. Remember that. You're okay? the doña, but right. when, you when, we, when you go, esa vieja que habló, you can say that, but don't say it to my face. It's la doña que dijo. You see the difference there? La doña dijo. Can you speak <laughs> 
it's just because I immigrated to the United States in 1975. So when we came to here to Oklahoma, a little bitty town in Oklahoma, there was hardly no Latinas. My sister and I wow. were the only Latinas in the school at all. I mean, we were, that wow. was it. And then I remember I always joke with people. I say, when I came to the States, I had to learn how to be an American, but I also had to learn how to be Mexican. And the reason I say that is because most people would say, where are you from? And I said, oh, Bogota, Colombia. Oh, what part of Mexico is that from? Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> because in the Southwest, you know, you're in, in Oklahoma or Texas. That's it. That's it. That is Everybody's that Mexican. They didn't cross yeah. the border. The border crossed them, right? Exactly. The, I don't ever forget that, that they did not cross the border. The border crossed ancestral hundreds of years of generations of Mexicans mm -hmm. that were part of that part of our country. And we just don't talk about that. But that's a whole other show, too. <laughs> and uh, so it was about learning. And then it was the first time in my life that I said, you're a Latina. Because before that, I was a Colombian. I was mm -hmm. just a Colombian. And I didn't have to think of myself as a, as a Latina, as a woman of color, because I am uh, more light-skinned, light more European. And But then all of a sudden, I had to, with the years, kind of take this on. What does that mean to be a Latina? You know? And then trying to find role models that weren't, you know, uh, nothing against Gloria in, um, what's her name? Sofia Vergara. Love uh -huh. her. She's funny, but that's not every Colombian woman out there, right? right. Or not every Latina. Uh, I love Eva Longoria. Mm -hmm. Eva Longoria, she's a chingona. She's out yeah. there fighting and saying, she and is. she's funny. She's, uh, and so that's my, the type of Latina that if I want a role model, even though she's much younger than me, that would be the, my, the Latina that I would go for. And it was just learning, what does it mean to be a Latina? Because it was given to me, it was a label on the box in the census, right? But with yeah. that comes a lot more than just that. And then you have, if you can, if you're white passing and you don't longer have an accent or you're no longer, uh, you have a Latin la, 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 last name, you can just be Francis Latterati. I can be Patricia Brooks. <laughs> I don't think that I can just be Patricia Brooks. Patricia Brooks is so boring. No, no, it's not boring. It's how you say it. It's how you say it. Because you can okay. say like Patricia Brooks, or you could be like Patricia Brooks. Right? <laughs> it's all I in guess. the delivery. It's all yeah. in the delivery. You know, they yeah. used to call me Can Lady because my name in Spanish is Lata Lady. Oh, okay. Can Lady. Oh. <laughs> Francis, I'm funny. sorry. <laughs> or or they used to rep it's not funny, Gloria. Or they used to reference me to the that rap song by um Dougie Fresh, a la dotty. We like to that. Oh yes, yes. Oh, right, right, right. So there was no winning. I just I just went along with it. They used to start singing, so I used to start dancing. You know, like I you can't let them win, right? So yeah. but you know, no, you have to be proud of your brooks. Yes. And just you know. the brooks roots. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm proud. the roots or the brooks. I'm part of the conde. The brooks is the marriage. <laughs> So roll your R when you say Brooks. You say Conde yeah. Brooks. Brooks, yeah. Brooks, Brooks. Yeah. yeah. You gotta Latinanize it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think everything that you guys are doing and everything that you're saying is so relatable. Yeah, yeah. And we do, I mean, if it's not just we, you know, we work in Corp with corporate clients, we work a lot in the workforce, um, but we're also noticing that we have to also educate non-Hispanic leaders to who are, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of them are the ones in power in, in the positions of hiring to understand our culture at that level as well. So that they're not using their stereotypes of, oh, you know, they're, they're farm workers or, oh, it's unfortunate. We have so many stereotypes that are just kind of layered on us 
yes. that we have to tell people, you know, we're not all immigrants and we're, you know, we're, we all are, are different. There's a colorism in the Latino, you know, community. And so we're also doing education with non-Hispanic leaders and to just give them the deep roots of the community, not just the statistical numbers of, oh, we're the largest minority, but no, get them to know like, this is familismo for us. So how can you, you know, improve current current policies in your organization to fit our needs? Because um, they don't realize that by 2050, Latinos are going to be the largest workforce at, overall. So if they're not tapping into that talent pool right now, mm -hmm. they're going to miss out on amazing talent. So we're constantly mm -hmm. also educating our, you know, our allies and non-Latino leaders as well. So just a lot of great work that we feel um, it's now it's time. There's a rumble. I was telling Francis. There's a rumble amongst Latinos that's happening, yeah. like a volcano. Like we're ready, just a like volcano. It's yes. a volcano spooling, and it's about to explode. Awesome. And when it explodes, forget about it. Forget about it. Like we're ready. And so the work you all are doing, the work we're doing together collaboratively. Wow. I mean, that's like a bomba. Yeah, I sure. truly feel. I truly feel that this is our time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about that. Now, you know, there's been many times that we've wanted to throw in the towel. Um, hmm. with this podcast because we all have nine to five jobs you know we're mothers and it can be a lot very overwhelming and it can be very exhausting in order to make it happen you know and um, this is you know three year you know year three sorry and we're about to celebrate our 100th episode and uh, you know we're very, very proud that we've gotten this far but then it's like you know uh, then life kicks in and it just makes things, you know, mm -hmm. harder. But then I sit down and I think, you know, the exhaustion is what's driving us, you know, to take it, take it to the next level because, you yeah. know, every, anybody can give up, right? It's yeah. the hard work that brings us success. And, and we get to meet amazing women like you ladies. Yes. Um, Thank you. And, and it's Thank been you. such a wow experience, right? All the people we've met, because of this and mm -hmm. all the lives that we know we have touched because mm -hmm. of this yeah yeah so it makes it all worthwhile right yeah. um like she said as exhausted as we may be as much things come at us once we get on here it's like okay we're so glad yeah. we did this tonight you <laughs> that's know true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and i see you guys do it so beautifully seen in bivia that is one of the scripts that we're observing oh, in our yeah. research amongst, especially Latinas, the script of Invivia. And you guys do it seen Invivia. And we do yeah, our no. work seen Invivia because when right. you achieve something, we're achieving something with you. And so if we mm -hmm. can also continue thinking from yeah. that perspective, okay. um, Latinas are the future. That's how we always say, yeah. you know, but a hundred percent. There's no envy. There's no judgment here. There's no finger pointing, yeah, I know. you know, um, don't get me wrong. We fight like sisters also. <laughs> right. But we also have conversations like sisters and, Correct. um, you know, we're not we here support to one another. Yeah. hundred percent. Through the good, and the bad everything. and the ugly. Yep. A hundred percent, regardless how near or far we are from each other. Like, you know, just the same way you guys are in different States. We're all in New York, but we're either an hour to hour, 45 minutes away from each mm -hmm. other. Right. And we find, you know, we just find the ways, you know, to make it work. So um, the bonus to this is that we get to meet, like Gloria said, women like you, that yeah. on our tiredest day, we're like, you know what? <laughs> it was worth it's it. Amazing. <laughs> because it was worth it. And we learned so much. And then you guys, you know, just came in here and educated us. Yes. And 
continue like you need to just said build and empower each yeah. other yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know yeah. so i hope that we can later on in the future be able to have you guys back on the podcast oh. or join forces like we you know patty and we i spoke about Mm -hmm. You know, we want to we want to join forces and do some type of conference or, you know, a, a panel or something where mm -hmm. we can have this conversation on a bigger scale. Yeah. Yes. And no. we're ready for that. And so we're yeah. ready in any way um, for us to bring our skill set and our expertise and you yeah. all bring your skill set and your expertise. Yeah, it, it's all possible and mm -hmm. love to be a part of that. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think that would be amazingly exciting. And I think. You know, I, I know for me, it could be possibly life changing. And just to see, you know, everybody's reaction and to have a room full of Latina women to mm -hmm. you know, empower and motivate each other and, mm -hmm. you know, learn that we don't we don't have to pass on these generational traumas and cultures and we can start creating our own, you know, um, I think that would be great. But that's going to have to be a 2024 thing because <laughs> there's so much going on right now. <laughs> down can, anytime yeah, you guys we can definitely you know uh join forces and work on that so yeah. but yeah. i want to thank you guys so much for being on the show oh. it's been amazing appreciated um, you know i definitely want we both want to invite you back and when we're all together the three of you and the four of us wow talk yeah. about powerhouse <laughs> that would be yeah. really amazing it's, yes. it's truly been amazing having you ladies on tonight thank you, thank you so yeah. much for taking time and people can find us on linkedin we're very active yeah, on LinkedIn. share your handles share your socials, handles um under el puente and um and you can always kind you know that's probably our biggest thing is linkedin since we're kind of in that workspace mm -hmm. um but we're also on instagram as well happy to connect with anybody with further questions on where you can find us and sign up for a master class a training class for your organization even just uh, a session like this where we can come and kind of explore a little bit and, and educate. So thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank I love you. that. Thank you I'll so put much. All, uh, you're welcome. I'll put all that information on our okay. website. Oh, thank you. We'll be right back with my segment, Entertaining Con Francis. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to Entertaining Con Francis. So today I'm actually not going to teach you on how to do things to entertain other people, but to entertain yourselves. The summer's almost over and there's so many different things to do here in New York City. And a lot of them have to do with the summer concert series. Like this weekend, I went to Ruby Park here in New Rochelle and I saw Tito Puente Jr. for free, live. There's also yoga in the park. There's so many different activities and things you can do. Don't miss out. Go to New York, um, NYC, actually, .gov or nycbucketlist.com. And there's a list and a calendar full of dates and things that you can do. But three of my summer favorites so far have been the Tearround Town Bus. So it's a bus. And it's basically a sightseeing bus. It takes you around New York City. And it's a tea time. They have tea sandwiches, finger sandwiches. Um, it's the cutest thing ever. It's a, your own mobile tea room. And you can reserve it for just you and your friends. Tickets are not that expensive. But they do have a two-ticket minimum purchase. So um, you can reserve it online at the topviewnyc.com. And... Just go to the tea around the tea, tea around town bus and they actually have 20% off um, online deal. It's the cutest thing ever. You go for a tour, you have some brunch 
check it out. It's the cutest thing ever. The next thing is rooftop movies. One of my favorite has been at the Brooklyn Bridge Park. So they have on their website, brooklynbridgepark.org, they have a full calendar of Harborview Lawn movies that they're showing from old school movies like E.T. to Top Gun. Um, they have Goodfellas. You'll have a great time. Go to their website, check out what time and what dates you can see your favorite old school movie. Another thing with this whole Barbie phenomenon going on, they have the Malibu Barbie Cafe in Fulton Street. Tickets start at $17. They have the big Barbie box that you can climb in and take a uh, picture in. They have the car. They have a full counter setup. They have pink umbrellas, cocktails. It's very nostalgic. You get your, your for the price, um, they have early bird pricing is $22, 22 to $30 for kids and 39 to $49 for adults, depending if it's on peak or off peak. But your ticket price includes your choice of entree and a side item, an hour and a half table reservation, full access to the to the Malibu Barbie Cafe experience, additional libations, shared plates, and desserts available for purchase. And it's running from all the way through October 13th. Don't miss it. Most that on it. It's going to be so much fun. You get to take pictures and just have that nostalgic moment. Like I went to go see the movie and it was reminded me of my childhood. And then going to the cafe reminded me even more. So check out all these different things that are going on in New York City for the summer. Don't miss out. Enjoy your last few days. Bye. Welcome back, everyone. So, Francis, tell me how much did you love our guests today? You know, I they were both amazing, but I just want to like hug Patricia. All right, wasn't she the so best? Amazing. She was just amazing. I mean, they both were great, phenomenal I, women. Yeah, I love both... what they're doing, what they stand for. I think it's yeah. so important for us to, you know. Yes. Dig into our roots, right? And, yes. and keep those roots yeah. alive. Like I've always said, right? Yeah. Um, I, I had a blast with them. I, I did. I, I had a blast. I, I'm so thankful they reached out to us on, yeah. you know, and they, you know, I asked her what intrigued you, you know, I, you know, I always ask people that yeah, yeah, are in yeah. pod match, what intrigued you about us that wanted you to be on the show? She was like your sisterhood. Love she it. She's like your sisterhood the fact that we have a sisterhood and you guys are a sisterhood and it's so relatable. Yeah, yeah. She is like, and the fact that your message is about empowering Latinas, yeah, you know, and women. And I was just like, Oh, you know, she was like, it was instant. She was like, it was an instant synergy and yeah. she didn't lie because their energies are amazing. Oh I, I it wish was them. Yeah. I wish them a, a lot of success. Yeah. With their institute, I see that yes. institute going, you know, nationwide. Yes. It's, it's they're, they're, they're going to bless a lot of people and, and help so many. It's, it's just they amazing are. what they're doing. Totally. They totally, really, really totally. enjoy them. They totally are. Did you enjoy my end of summer ideas? Yes, I loved your end of summer ideas. Summer is not over, people. We still have yes. four weeks. Yes. So go out, out and enjoy all the free things in New York. Yes. Yoga in the park, the free summer concerts, 
everything. Go enjoy it. Before you all know it, new, September is here. All the here. new pop-ups, right? Yes. The Barbie, the tea mm -hmm. bus that you can take and have tea. Yes. You know, yeah. so many fun things. It's just amazing. Yeah, there's so many fun things. So take the time out and go enjoy the rest of your summer. Because before you know it, it is over. And then we're back in our North Faces and ugly. Unfortunately. So, guys, thank you for watching our show. Join us next week when we get together. Alipiar. We are cleaning our house next week. Join us next week as we discuss how you clean your house. And is it therapeutic to you? Join us Wednesday on YouTube. Tune in and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Wine and Wisdom 5. Pero una pregunta. ¿Ya compraste tu ticket? Tickets are on sale for our anniversary show, August 19th. You better go to our website and purchase your tickets, pero ya, ahora, ahora mismo, no espere más nada. Ahora, ahora. Don't forget to take a minute to sip some wine and share a little wisdom. Till next time, ciao. Bye.